Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurman Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachat Eruvin Daf Tet Vav Amud Aleph, the very bottom of the Amud, continuing through our exploration of the proper way to make a lechi. And we're looking here at Mishnah Zion. Bakol osin lechayin. You can make a lechi out of anything. Even a live animal. For Rabbi Meir Oser, Meir does not allow that. We'll see more in the Gemara about that. Umetame Mishum Golel. In addition, if you have a live animal who is used as a uh, a stopper, a rock that you, that that uh, c- covers a catacomb, it has tumat golel, uh, which normally only applies to inanimate things. Reb Meir mitaher, and again, Reb Meir says that's not the case. And even Reb Meir says you could write a get on a live animal. Reb Yosi Haglili posel he disagrees. Okay, Tanya. Anything that's alive cannot be used as a wall for a sukkah. Our pasebirot also cannot be alive. Can't be used as a cover for a kever, for a grave. As we saw in the Mishnah. Now, why does Rabbi Yossi Aglili invalidate animals for a get? The Tanya, the Pasuk says, Katavla Sefer Kritut. Sefer. Ainly Allah Sefer, all I know is it has to be a proper writ. Minailer about Koldavar, how do I know that I could write it on a shard, for instance? Tamalomar Vekatavla. Meaning, Mikomakom, anything that you could write it on. Imken Ma Tamalomar Sefer, so what's Sefer there for? Just like a, a writ is something which is not alive and is also not food, that's Rabbi Yosef Lili's take, and that's what his source is for invalidating an animal as you being used for get. For Rabbanan, who disagree and allow it, they, they say the Pasuk doesn't say, Seferktive, meaning the sfirut, the sfirut dvarim ba'al mahudata, meaning sefer in the sense of lispor, lisaper, to recount or retell, and that means anything you could use to retell the story of this man divorcing this woman. So what do they use v'chatavla, since they're not limited at all and don't need v'chatavla to expand? This is so at the beginning of Kiddushin, uh, that a woman cannot be divorced with kesef. Why would we think she could? Meaning, Kavichatavla establishes that the only mode for divorce is Ktiva. Why would we think she could? The most famous Hekesh in Kiddushin is Hoel Vitkash And therefore, since we learn some of the Halachot, for instance, Kiddushin Bishtar from Gerushin Bishtar, So Kiddushin could be with kesef. Maybe Yitzhiya could be with kesef. So Kamash Balan that it can't. How does Rabbi Yosegli know that Ktiva is the only method? Nafkali mi sefer kritut. It's a book, a writ of excision. Sefer kortav ain't davar kortav. A writ excises and nothing else. For Rabbanan, high sefer kritut mebaile, they need it for something else. The davar korit benolavena. For a particular halacha about a get, which is that there can be no conditions that are permanent in a get, which would mean that the two of them are never really disconnected. is an example. If he gives her a get on condition that she never drinks wine or never goes to her father's house, that's an invalid get because they are forever bound together. 
Anytime that she violates it, the get is invalid. But if he makes a condition that for 30 days she can't drink wine or something like that, then it is valid. So that's what they use Sefer Kritut for. Rabbi Yosegli learns both from them. Both that you that the that the only mode for divorce, method for divorce, is ketivah, and the idea that it has to be a complete excision from the fact that it says kritut, which it could have said karet, sefer karet. So the use of the word karet tells me it has to be a full excision, and kritut tells me also it's the only method for cutting off. For rabbanon, karet kritut lodarsha. The rabbanon don't think that the difference between karet and kritut is significant. Okay, the next Mishnah. Shayara, you have a caravan. They camped in a valley, and they surrounded their encampment with all sorts of tools, the the, the team for the oxen, etc. They can carry inside that area. As long as they built up a fence, tent high, a and there's not more gap than than material in their fence. That's it. If the breach, if there's an opening that's ten amot, muteret, not a problem. That's an opening. It's like a doorway. Bigger than that is a problem. Okay, itmar. We now have machloket that will carry us through really all the way until the next mishnah. And after Zion, I would bet, and that is a machloket between Rava's students, Rapapa and Ravuna Rebushua, as follows, itmar. Parutz ke'omed. What if you have an area where the gap and the fill are exactly the same amount? You have three amot of gap and three amot of wall. Rav Papa Amar Mutar, he says that it's okay. Rav Huna Amar Asur. Why Rav Papa Amar Mutar? Because we understand that mechitzot, etc. all halachal Sinai. What did God tell Moshe? Loti frot surba. Make sure that a majority isn't breached. Make sure a majority is fenced. Okay. Tanan. Let's test it out from our Mishnah. What did our Mishnah say? As long as there isn't more breach than wall. Implying that if it's the same, it's mutar. So lo temakibinyan mutar. So who knows? Rishua would defend it and say, "Don't read that inference." Alaema im binyanya teralapirtsam mutar. Only if there's more building than gap. Avakibinyan mai. But if it's exactly the same, then what's the halacha asur? So ihachi litni loyu pirtsot kibinyan. So why didn't the Mishnah say that that it should not be a gap the same as the building, not a gap greater than the building? So the answer is kasha. You're right. It really does support our papa. Toshma. Let's say you put um, invalid schach, like metal skewers or bed legs, on top of your sukkah. Bed legs are kelim, so the couple tuma, on top of your sukkah, plus regular schach. If there's as much space between this invalid stuff as the width of the invalid stuff itself, and you have regular schach in there, kshera, it's valid. Which means parutz kolmed is kasher. So Ravuna Rishua will say what it means is that there's let's say one inch of invalid schach, another inch of space, and there's also a little bit of an area to get the invalid schach out. So there's really a little bit more space than there is invalid schach. But you could have it be exact. We're talking about where it's a little bit more. 
There's another solution, because if the invalid schach were going widthwise, just put the invalid schach lengthwise, and then you're going to actually have more than that. Toshma, let's try it again. Let's say that you have, it's a parallel to our Mishnah, a, in a, a caravan camped in, an, in a valley, and they surrounded themselves with uh, camels. This works like Tanakama, that you could use animals. Be'ukafot, used uh, saddles or saddle blankets. Be'avitin, with uh, like uh, chamber pots. Be'shlifin, be'kanim, be'kolachot, any of these tools. Be'taltalin, be'tochavad, shelo yehei, be'in gamal, gamal, kim lo gamal. You're allowed to carry in there as long as there is not uh, space between each camel, like the width of a camel. If you have a saddle, you can't have between two saddles the size of a saddle. Alright, so that uh, that implies that if you have um, exactly the same amount of space in between, then it's invalid. So now we're going to use the answer we just gave for Avunah Meshua, the defender of Papa, which is, we're talking about a case where it's a little bit more, enough to get it out, which means that there's a little bit more space than there is wall. That would be the problem. Toshma. This is a brighta, a tosefta, at the beginning, in the middle of Kilayim, about mechitzot in a kerem that will allow you to plant grain on the other side. All right, there's three kinds of mechitzot. If it's less than three tfachim wide, you must have a situation where there's less than three tfachim between each of them. So you have a bunch of sticks that are two tfachim wide, there have to be less than three tfachim between them to make them contiguous. Enough so that a goat couldn't get between them. That's the shear. If it's three tfachim up until four tfachim wide, you may not have the amount of space between them as the width of the thing itself. So you don't have equal parutz and omed, which sounds like Rav Huna Rishua, who would say that's asur. If you if there's more breach than wall, you can't even plant facing where the fence is. If it's four tfachim, all the way to ten amot, you cannot have space like the fence. To have it equal, but if it was the same, you could plant next to the fence. But not next to the gap. If you had more fence than gap, you could even plant facing the gap. Now, if you have a gap bigger than 10 amot, asur, then it's no good. Let's say you had some sticks like thorns. And you made that weave of a vine on top. So it's like a, a Even if it's a bigger gap than 10, it's mutar. That's the brighta. Now, the very first clause was if it's three tvachim. The second clause was, if it's three tfachim to four tfachim, you can't have the same amount of space as you had um, fill. That is against Rav Papa, who said that if it's the same, it's mutar. So Papa is giving us the same answer we just used, which is that plus a little bit. And he says, I'll prove to you, in the next clause it said, if there's more gap than wall, then you can't even plant facing the wall. 
implying that ha-ke'omed mutar. If it's the same, then it's mutar. Shmamina, so that supports me, that if it's 50-50, it's mutar. So that seems to disprove him. His answer would be the Tamech Masefa. Look at the next clause. If there's more wall than breach, Afkana got a Parutz Mutar. You could plant where it is breached. If it was 50 50, Asur, you can't. So you see, 50 50 is no good. The answer is this bright uh, doesn't support either because it supports both. So the Seifa of Papa Lokashra, Papa will answer the Seifa. Since the Reisha said, if there's more breach than wall, so it said if there's more wall than breach. And he'll do the same thing. And again, because it wanted to say if there's more wall than breach, it's allowed. So it said if there's more breach than wall, it's not allowed. But really, if it was 50-50, it would be not allowed also. So, I understand according to our Papa why each clause is taught differently. The first two clauses could have been taught together because three Tvachim and four Tvachim are all the same here. Until four, you might you want to have not more than three between them because if it's less than three, you want to not have more than Levud. And if it's three, you don't want to have it be the same size as the gap. And according to Rav Shua, they're both invalid. So he could have taught up till three and three also. Not all the way to four, but up till three. The answer is, Mishum Daladami Psula Duresha, Psula the Seifa. They're possible for different reasons. Psula Duresha, if it's up to three, it's Kadeshus Dakar Giyadivatachat. That's because of Lavud. Psula the Seifa, once it's three, so they parutz komed. Then it's because you don't want it to be the same size as the gap. Okay. Now let's take a look at this Brayta and see who the author could be. The opening line of the Brayta talked about being less than three. Who's that? That's Rabbanan. Damrin and Pachot Mishloshem Levud, who said Levud is always up till three. If it once it's three, it's not Levud anymore. Up till, and not three. Ema Seifa, but the next clause, who talked about it being from three to four. Ata'an, the Rabban Shem Gamliel, Tamar Pachot Mirabah Levud. Shem Gamliel is of the opinion that Levud stretches up until and not including four. Because according to Rabbanan, why mention from three to four? Be three on up. Three and four is all the same. It's bigger than Levud. The answer is since the Rasha is Rabbanan, it must be the whole thing is Rabbanan. And why did the Rabbanan mention four in the end? In the second clause, to hold the Mishra connecto that to be matir planting opposite it, you need four a fence that's four. Why? Chashiv. You need a makom chashuv. If not, not. So they really do admit that four tvachim plays a role. Rabbah takes the opposite tack. Since the second clause must be Rashbag, first one must also be Rashbag. So why does he care about three or less than three? We saw this over here. Gamliel only says that Dalit is Levud up on top. But if it's down at the bottom, then he says, and now Rav is adding to it, because we said the Rav Gamliel admits to three vertically. Now we're saying even horizontally, if it's on the ground, has to be within three, because otherwise it's a, he'll agree that three is the shear that a goat could get in. So Lomarin and Levud. All right. Toshmat, Fanotalalish Ruban, Tachim, Vachalarot. We saw this already. 
If you have walls that are mainly uh, windows and openings, mutar. So vajle omen mubala as long as there's more wall than opening, which isn't what it said. Shuban salkadaitach. That does what it means. Elishri bamem tachim achalanot mutar. Means if you put a lot of windows in, that's still vajle omen mubala prutz. As long as there's more wall than parutz, implying ha keparutz asur. If it's fifty fifty, it's asur. Tiyufta or papa. That this that challenges Rav Papa tiyufta, and it really does challenge Rav Papa. And we still rule like a papa anyways. So for the second time in this parak, we ask the question, We said this about We disproved it, and yet we rule that way. And the answer is, in. Our Mishnah supports our papa. Because our Mishnah said, as long as there's not more pirtsa than binyan, implying that if it's 50-50, it's mutar. Okay, we'll pick it up with the last podcast of this first parak, and the next time, in the meantime, they should have a wonderful day.